Listen, it's no secret that customers expect the best experience from every business, including yours. Whether it's with customer support or sales or really everything in between, Zendesk products help you give your customers the experience that they deserve. Better yet, qualifying startups can join the Zendesk for Startups program and get Zendesk products free for six months. For six months! That's all of Zendesk, free for six months. Win on every channel with the Zendesk for Startups program. Visit Zendesk.com slash equity to claim your free six months of Zendesk. Terms and conditions apply. Good morning and welcome to Equity Monday, TechCrunch's weekly kickoff. Each and every Monday, we take a quick and useful look at the markets, the latest early stage news, what happened over the weekend, and finally talk about what is coming up. But before we begin today, Equity had a lot of fun recording our main weekly episode last Thursday with Bessemer's Elliot Robinson. We'll have the video from that taping out on TechCrunch's YouTube channel later today. I'll check it out. It's going to be fun. Now, are you ready? Are you feeling good? Well, back from the frozen tundra that is the East Coast and earlier than I'd like to admit, let's begin. Over the weekend, we got an early taste of what the coronavirus is doing to the global economy. But first, the scale of the crisis is worth repeating. Recently, the New York Times reported that, quote, residential lockdowns of varying strictness from checkpoints at building entrances to hard limits on going outdoors now cover at least 760 million people in China, or more than half the country's population. That number is important because one, it's huge, and two, it's about double the U.S. population. On the heels of that, some news from the weekend, Reuters reports that Singapore cut its 2020 growth forecast due to, quote, an expected economic blow from the new coronavirus outbreak. And that means that its economy could grow from negative 0.5% to 1.5%, down from an earlier estimate of 0.5% to 2.5% growth. That's really bad news. Adding to that news in particular, we're seeing other economies begin to slow as well. Japan's economy shrank at, quote, the fastest pace in almost six years in the December quarter, according to CNBC, or an annualized pace of 6.3%. That number is enormous. Taxes, of course, were at play in that result, but it still just doesn't look very optimistic. Now, turning closer to our home in the technology and private markets, members of the tech industry and the world of media got into yet another tussle this weekend. The short version is that tech folks think that the media is too negative and too mean. As a member of the media who has worked for startups for large parts of my career, including founding one that died, it's an odd moment. Why the most wealthy and powerful industry in the world should receive less scrutiny than others is not clear and seems to me to be a very silly idea. Let's move along. It's a holiday today in America, President's Day. Many folks in the U.S. are therefore off, making it a somewhat short week in the country. But of course, equity is here from you because we do not take breaks. We do not believe in holidays. On the earnings front this week, Dropbox, Wix, and Zscaler are reporting. So if you care about SaaS, it should be a very interesting trio of results. Bear in mind that SaaS stocks reached record highs last week. It's been a good time to sell software on a recurring basis, and that is going to keep going until it doesn't. But this week, it's probably going to be good. Turning to some early stage rounds that caught our eye, here are a few. Sydney, Australia-based Dovetail raised a local $4 million for what Crunchbase calls, quote, user research and customer feedback software. Now, there's a theme to these rounds, so keep your ears open. London, England-based Copper raised $8 million to help wealthy customers hold and trade cryptocurrencies. Have you found the theme yet? Dubai, UAE-based Seas, that's S-E-E-Z, raised $6 million to help folks find a car and negotiate for it using software to drive the price down. 
and determine a fair value for the vehicle. Surely now you found the theme. Cairo, Egypt-based Bosta, B-O-S-T-A, raised $1.4 million for its on-demand courier business that helps companies deliver to customers. The theme, of course, is that these are all companies and rounds from outside the United States. A reminder to myself and you that not everything happens in California. Finally today, Oyo. We have some news from the company, but first, I think a bit of a history lesson is in order. Oyo is a vision fund-backed company that even amidst that cohort is very vision fundy. The inexpensive hotel brand has raised billions of dollars to build out its multinational network of hotels. The goal of the company, and I like this quite a lot, is to provide a basic level of amenities around the world, helping travelers find a clean room at a fair price. If you've traveled a lot, that's going to be an appealing value proposition. And, uh, of course, flush with endless capital, things did get a bit strange. After growing at a pace that still kind of boggles our minds, recent reporting showed that the highly valued, kind of tech-enabled business cut some corners and engaged in some, quote, I don't know, odd activities. Earlier this year, the New York Times reported that Oyo offers rooms from unavailable hotels, quote, such as those that have left its service, according to the company's chief executive officer and nine of its current and former employees. That same report went on to say that thousands of the rooms are from unlicensed hotels and guest houses its executives have acknowledged. To deter trouble from the authorities over the illegal rooms, Oyo sometimes gives free lodging to the police and other officials, end quote. That's astounding. Now, throw in a history of declining to, quote, pay hotels the full amounts they claim they were owed, and the whole thing looks a bit messy, and then you'd factor in the losses. Oyo raised a lot of money and spent very heavily to grow, but in the wake of the WeWork fiasco last year, it did begin to pull back some, even undergoing layoffs. Keep in mind that the Vision Fund decided that all of its portfolio companies should all of a sudden become profitable. Oyo was no exception. The company does need to move faster and closer towards profitability, but we do have some new data on how much money it was losing back in the day. So according to TC this morning, Oyo recorded a quote loss of $335 million on $951 million in revenue globally for the financial year ending March 31, 2019. Now, that revenue figure was up from $211 million in the preceding fiscal year, and the company's loss was up about six or seven times as much, depending on how you kind of calculate that. Now, we don't know how much money Oyo lost from March through now, really, but certainly it's decided to slow down its spend and get things back in order. We'll find out how things went in the most recent fiscal year in a couple of quarters. All of this matters because it shows that the meme in tech that losses are suddenly bad and that growth should come with material operating leverage probably has a point. For Oyo, the question is now whether the company can keep growing while trimming its losses enough to keep attracting the funds it will need to keep the game up. And that's all we have for you today. I hope that you are well and that all things are good where you are. Hugs and good vibes from Providence. And may your week go smoothly. I am Alex Wilhelm. This is Equity Monday. And you are tremendous. <laughs>